You're listening to the Military Homeschool Podcast. The Military Homeschool Podcast aims to equip and encourage parents by covering topics relevant to military homeschooling families. Tune in each week for tips and advice from someone who's been there as a military wife and homeschooling mom. You also hear inspiring stories and informative guest interviews with experienced military homeschoolers and experts in the educational field. The Military Homeschool Podcast is a broadcast of the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network. Hey friends, grab a cup of coffee or your favorite beverage. It's time for the Military Homeschool Podcast. I'm your host, Crystal Niehoff. As military families, you know, we understand all too well that freedom isn't free. And with that freedom comes sacrifice and personal responsibility. Over the last few decades, we have seen the freedom to homeschool become more and more prevalent in the United States to where it's now legal in all 50 states. Many military families also have the legal right to homeschool overseas under the SOFA Act. However, homeschooling is still under attack, and we can never let our guards down. Even for a second, we must continue to stand up for the right as parents to home educate our children. Today, I'm thrilled to have Tiffany Boyd join me to talk about homeschool advocacy. Tiffany holds a BS degree in interdisciplinary studies from MTSU. She is a former tenured public school teacher, homeschool consultant, speaker, education researcher, and founder and administrator of Free Your Children, LLC, and the Free Your Children radio show. Her show has a worldwide audience reaching upwards of 3.7 million listeners. The show airs Tuesday nights at 8 p.m. on WXRQ 1460 AM. Previously aired shows can be found on the WXRQ website or the Free Your Children Spotify channel. Tiffany is a wife of 32 years, mother of five children, and grandmother to two. She is a monthly contributor to the Murfreesboro Pulse. Tiffany has appeared on multiple podcasts and media outlets, including The Sentinel Report with Alex Newman, The Schoolhouse Rocked Podcast, Deep Roots at Home Podcast, Counterculture Mom with Tina Griffin, The Rutherford Magazine Show, and so much more. Welcome to the podcast, Tiffany. I am so excited to have you joining me today. Well, thank you very much, Crystal. It's an honor to be here. Well, Tiffany, let's get started. If you would please introduce yourself and tell us a bit about yourself and your family. Well, our older, we have five children, as you mentioned in in the bio, and our older three children have graduated and launched off into the adult world, and we are still currently homeschooling our younger two girls. So we have been homeschooling for 20 years. We have a total of about eight more years left to go with that. And I laughed and said, for a mother who had said that she would never homeschool, you know, God loves that when you say you're never going to do something. Right. He laughs. <laughs> and he did that with me. You know, I was, as you mentioned, um, a public school teacher and I was a tenured public school teacher when I resigned. So it was actually my husband that made the decision for us to begin our homeschool journey. And I went into it rather reluctantly because I had all the misconceived 
um, pre, you know, misconceptions about homeschooling that a lot of people still have today. I had been indoctrinated um, into the world of government institutionalized schooling, and I believed that the best form of education was for children to be sent to school to allow the experts, you know, to educate your children. And that's I, I hear myself say that now, and it's so funny because now I do exactly the opposite of that. Um, and and so when we left the school system, and again at my husband's urging, we laugh and say that's one of the few times I submitted to him. <laughs> <laughs> but it was the right decision for our family at that period in time. And and when I took the leap, when I finally took the leap into homeschooling, of course I did all the things that I tell people not to do now because I was a former public school teacher. I tried to recreate public school at home because that's all I knew. And so it really. It became a a learning opportunity for our family as a whole. I really had to dig deep and do some some research on what education really was and unlearn everything I thought I knew about education. So that's a little bit about how our story began and how our homeschooling journey began. And then we, we launched into that world. And other families at that period in time, and I'm going to date myself a little bit, there was no social media then, okay? (laughs) We barely had internet. So it was really hard to find other homeschooling families. You had, you know, you might hear someone that might be homeschooling and you had to try to get in touch with them. So, so you could try to form a network and it was really hard to do it back during those years. And so what was happening was some families were, upset and not happy with their their current educational choices in government schooling. They'd heard that we were homeschooling, so they would call me because they assumed because I was a public school teacher that I knew how to do everything and I would help them. So for years, I did just that. I helped parents navigate their way you know, out of the school system into the homeschooling world. And then within the last few years, I really became more involved in the fight for parental rights and the fight to... Um, for, for parents to be able to homeschool their children and educate their children as they so choose. And that catalyst for me, really when I started to see that here in our state of Tennessee, there were really big issues with parental rights. COVID really was the catalyst to that because we had a program that they attempted to institute in our state where the, the state was going to come into every child's home, no matter how they were educated, and perform a well-being child check. So that was kind of the launch into the parental rights arena for me. And now I've watched this unfold. You know, what I do now, I'm connected with other organizations and other people all over the United States who advocate for parents and, and their rights to homeschool and educate their children. And so I started hearing other stories and other instances and other bills that were being written that were gross overreach. And I decided, okay, it's time to really try to bring these things to light because if we don't stick together as a community and parents and we don't try to fight for our parental rights, we're going to lose them and our rights to be able to educate our children as we see fit. And so that's kind of how I reached the point where I am today. Wow. I would like to back up just a tad, and I'm interested in what drew your husband into wanting to homeschool, because usually you hear that it's the mom, and I know yeah. this is what happened with me. I wanted to homeschool, and then I had to figure out a way to to 
explain that and convince my husband that that was a good idea. So that was kind of the reverse with you. How did that happen? Yes. How that had happened was we had just had our third child at the time. And the school that I was teaching in, there there had been issues in that particular school with um, some bullying instances with our oldest child at the time. So when we had our third child, we decided because I was on a leave, you know, from my teaching position at that point with the new baby. So we had decided that we were going to transfer our children into the community school where we lived, the neighborhood school where we lived. So we did that. And the school that our daughter was assigned to and enrolled in had a huge staffing problem. So I believe at the time she had something like six substitutes in her classes. Um, And I think she had like seven classes. So six of them were being staffed with substitute teachers because they couldn't retain teachers at that school during this period of time. And there were lots of problems with schedules. There was also lots of bullying issues that were going on in that particular environment as well. And my husband had just had enough. And he said, this is absolutely ridiculous. We are not going to continue to do this. You've got a teaching degree. Um, She'll get a better education at home with you anyway. And we're just going to pull her out. So we actually started with removing her. And it was, I I remember this um, vividly. I remember I went to the school to retrieve her um, things from her locker and return the books, you know, that we had. And I remember at that point in time meeting with the principal. And of course, you know, they don't like it when you remove your children from public school. And so he, I had already brushed up on the homeschool laws for the state of Tennessee. So I knew what my, my rights were, thankfully, because he came into the room and he said, now, you know, You're going to have to register her through the Board of Education and she's going to have to come in and take tests. And if she doesn't do well on her test, then she'll be, you know, put back into public school. And I looked at him and I said, "Um, no, that's not what the law says. (laughs) So because I knew my rights, uh, you know, I was able to advocate for myself and for our daughter. And of course, we didn't that it that wasn't um, the way it works in the state of Tennessee, unless you choose a particular option to homeschool. We have three legal options that you can choose to homeschool in the state of Tennessee, and we were enrolling our children with a church-related school, um, an umbrella school is what it's also referred to, and by law in the state of Tennessee, when you do that, your child is considered a private school student. So the school system no longer makes the rules for your family. You go by what that the guidelines of that umbrella school, and so they're kind of your protection from the state and your, your legal cover. And um, I'm assuming that either he didn't know that and understand the homeschooling laws or that was just a standard approach that they would tell parents to try to dissuade them from removing their children from school. But it's really important for parents to understand and know what their rights are, because if you if you don't know, then anyone can tell you anything and, you know, convince you that something isn't necessarily true. And I'm seeing that happen in a lot of places and in a lot of instances. Oh, that's true. It's so important to know the laws and regulations for homeschooling in the area that you're currently residing. As military families, we move around a lot. So right. there, with the dawn of the internet, we can equip ourselves with that knowledge by yes. going on a website like HSLDA. And there's so many out there now. And you can look up what the laws are what whatever state you're in, or if you're homeschooling overseas, mm-hmm. families can often homeschool overseas legally 
uh, under the SOFA Act, but that's a whole other show. Right. But I wanted to ask you, do you feel as a public school teacher, do you feel that parents need a teaching certificate and legally do they need a teaching certificate to teach their children? Do I believe that parents need a teaching certificate to teach their children? That would be absolutely no, I do not. (laughs) As a matter of fact, I think that oftentimes parents who have teaching certificates and are homeschooling, for me, it was a hindrance instead of a help. Because what I was doing was my idea of education is what I had been trained um, to believe when I was going through the process to become a public school teacher. And I know now that that's not what education is, nor what it should look like. So uh, I tell people all the time, if you are a public school teacher, I'm sorry, your your journey might be a little bit more difficult <laughs> because you're going to have to unlearn everything that you've been taught about education um, and, and never, ever try to recreate the public school classroom at home. I feel bad for my older children. <laughs> they, they were victims of that, I like to say. <laughs> we really, it was a learning experience for our family because I really had to let those um, misconceptions go in terms of of what education really looked like. And I tell parents a lot, it's really important to de-school and spend that time while you're de-schooling. And and it's just as important for the parents as it is the children, maybe more so for the parents to use that time to really do a deep dive into exploring the different types of homeschool methods, choose what you think will work best for your family. It may differ from child to child and that's okay. But whatever you do, don't try to recreate the public school classroom at home. Um, In our state of Tennessee, all you have to have to homeschool your child is a high school diploma or GD. So, no, you do not have to have a teaching certificate in our state. I love that. I'm so glad to hear that perspective of a public school teacher because Uh how often, I know I've heard it not as much post-COVID as we did before. I think people kind of understand that, oh, wow, uh, we handled COVID okay when our kids were home from public school. We can certainly teach our kids. I I love that perspective of that actually can be a hindrance because yeah. I did the same thing. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, yes. I, I, I'm not a, a certified teacher, but uh, I did bring my public school education into right. my homeschool when I started. And looking back, uh, they were not nearly as happy as once we decided that life was our classroom. Right. We didn't Absolutely. have to sit in front of a chalkboard all day or a dryer race board. So right. all that said, you definitely dove into homeschooling and uh, knew your stuff. I mean, you educated yourself about homeschooling laws and you talk about how one way you got into advocacy was you saw the gross overreach of government overreach over our children and our parental rights. Why do you feel in addition to this and so many other reasons, why do you feel that it's important for parents to get involved and to know what our rights and responsibilities are as a parent? Well, for me, you know, you mentioned COVID, you know, during the pandemic there, you know, schools closed down. 
So a mm-hmm. lot of parents were able to get a firsthand look in, into what their children were actually being taught in schools. And so a lot of those parents made the decision to not send their children back, even when schools you know, opened up. So there really has been a mass exodus from public schooling. Well, anytime that happens, of course, when children aren't in the seats at the local government school, there's going to be money lost from those districts and states and counties and even nationwide. So then the government kind of that raises their eyebrow a little bit. And then it puts a lot more, um, I guess, scrutiny on homeschooling. And so what I'm seeing in a lot of states is that homeschool freedom seem to be going backward instead of forward. And I do feel like it's an attempt by the government to try to keep as many children as possible trapped in the system in the government schooling system. So I tell parents all the time, you have to know what your rights are. It's very important for you to watch what's going on locally, but also nationwide, because whatever is happening in one portion of the United States or world is eventually going to affect you locally. So parents really need to be diligent and and vigilant about uh, understanding the legalities of homeschooling, where they live. And we also, anytime we see Um, a family that is being persecuted for attempting to homeschool their children because, you know, homeschooling, people think it's something new. Before there was compulsory schooling, that's what parents did. They homeschooled their children. And we know that with our nation's report card, it's clear that the government school system is not in the business of educating children. They're pumping out, you know, the vast majority are functionally illiterate. And we've proven that homeschooling is the most effective method of educating children. And it really, I say this all the time, homeschooling is really the last frontier of freedom for families because you have complete and total autonomy over what your children are being taught. And if you don't want to lose that, you have to be very proactive and very educated um, about what your rights are and what you can do to continue to preserve those rights. Oh, that is so good. Then what can military parents specifically do? Is there anything you know to ensure our freedom to homeschool in the future? Well, I definitely think again that they need to make sure that they know, you know, what their legal rights are depending on where they're living. You know, homeschool laws vary from state to state. So they definitely need to make sure that wherever they're going, they understand, you know, what the homeschool laws are. Another thing that I really encourage all parents to do is anytime the legislature where they're living is in session, um, when they start introducing bills to comb through those bills. And I know it's time consuming and I know it takes a lot of time, but I really encourage you to read because oftentimes they will bury things in legislation that are a threat to our freedoms. And we're not even aware of it until it's too late. and It's been voted on and passed and implemented. And that's scary. And we've seen that happen or attempt to happen in the state of Tennessee. Just the last legislative session that we had um, had some nefarious things that they tried to get passed. And so we we're watching that closely and we're able to speak out in opposition to that. I was even scheduled to go to um, our Capitol and testify in opposition to a particular piece of legislation. So I would encourage families to get very involved in that legislative process. Um, watch the bills that are coming through. If you see something that you feel like is a 
threat to parental rights or your homeschool freedoms, contact your elected officials, and, and not just at the state level or the national level, but your local level as well. We really have to be outspoken and we really have to exercise our right to protect our freedom. So I would really encourage all families, military families, all families to get involved in that process. And then when you see something that's concerning, um, rally together. And, you know, we had scheduled, we'd actually even scheduled a rally at our state capitol in opposition to a specific piece of legislation. So we had families that were converging on the Capitol from all over the state of Tennessee, something like 167 families that were um, actively involved in fighting against this particular piece of legislation. So there are a lot of homeschoolers. The homeschooling rate has exploded. So we're not just this minuscule population anymore. You know, we're I've, I've read different statistics on this, some 20 percent, um, some even more than that and growing. So we vote. Most homeschoolers vote and most are very knowledgeable and very um, liberty loving and liberty minded individuals. So I just encourage um, your, the families that you have that listen to your military mom podcast to get involved. Love that. And, you know, as military families, we often think, I know I've thought this, well, I'm only going to be there a couple of years. What can I possibly do? But it just takes just showing up at a a meeting or yes. writing your legislator, you know, mm-hmm. some anything, something, but to sit back and do nothing. And sometimes there is a respect, I think, for military families. Yes, that we can utilize in, in homeschool advocacy. So mm-hmm. you founded Free Your Children. Could you tell us how that came about? What your purpose with that is? Absolutely. It it started as a as a way to just occur, encourage and equip parents to disciple and teach their own children. So I had founded a local homeschool support group. And of course, during COVID, it exploded to like a thousand or more families. And so I was managing that and teaching local enrichment classes for free and scheduling a whole bunch of events. And I've done that for years and years. But when we started with all of these government overreach programs that were threatening our freedoms, and I jumped into that arena, um, I had to make a decision because I couldn't do everything. So I decided to shift my focus to the actual Free Your Children ministry because I had a broader reach. We could bring awareness with a nationwide network um, to homeschooling and encourage and equip families all across the United States. And we even have listeners and followers that don't live in the United States as well that are homeschooling, which is phenomenal. And then most importantly, um, again, whenever there's a situation anywhere in the United States that need to be brought to the attention of the public um, regarding issues with freedom or homeschooling rights, that was a way for me to be able to communicate with a larger audience. And the radio show came about almost by accident, which is interesting. Um, I had been a guest on another radio show and my segment was education. And then I was offered the opportunity to start the Free Your Children radio show, which is all about education. My whole show focuses on that. So my mission for Free Your Children is still 
My cornerstone is Ephesians 6, 10 through 11. I really believe that we are in a battle for the souls of our nation's children. And I hope that for your children gives families what they need to equip them for battle. Um, I share information all the time about things that are going on in education so parents can be aware in the event that they still have their children enrolled in public schools. Um, They can see what's going on. Now I have entered into the arena where I'm actually traveling to different states and, and different locations to speak and give seminars on a lot of different topics. So that's been a great way to bring awareness as well. So one of my many goals is just to educate parents and arm them with the knowledge that they need to be able to protect their parental rights and their homeschool freedoms. Oh, that's amazing. I love that. Thank you. Tiffany, you have given us such great advice already. But as we close, what would you like to leave, you know, or share with the military homeschooling community? I would like to say this. You are equipped. Parents are the most equipped to educate their own children. Don't let anyone ever tell you that you are not. You are the expert. Enjoy the journey. It is a blessing. We only have our children for just a short window of time. So I encourage parents to make the most of the time that they have. And remember, every single moment, every single waking moment of every day is a learning opportunity. So perfectly said. So Tiffany, how can our listeners connect with you? Sure. They can find me at my website, freeyourchildren.com. I have a Facebook page for your children, a Spotify channel for your children. Then I'm also on Instagram and I'm also on Twitter. I think they've changed the name now to X or something. Um, And I'm also a monthly contributor to the Borough Pulse. That's B-O-R-O-P-U-L-S-E.com. And I have an author page there where people can check out all the articles that I've written to date. And they're all about education. Awesome. Well, Tiffany, thank you so much for joining me today to talk about this important topic of homeschool advocacy. Well, thank you for having me. It was an honor. Listeners, thank you so much for listening in. My show notes for today can be read at militaryhomeschoolpodcast.com, and I'll be sure to include links to the resources that Tiffany shared with us today. Please join me again next week for another dose of information, encouragement, and inspiration on the Military Homeschool Podcast. Have a blessed week. Thanks for listening in today. Be sure to like and subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode. If you liked this podcast, please take a moment to give it a five-star rating and leave a comment. Links to the resources mentioned during the show today can be found in our show notes at militaryhomeschoolpodcast.com. Connect on Facebook at Military Homeschool Podcast or via email at militaryhomeschoolpodcast at gmail.com.